0: Covers the show where we cover the covers. My name is Danny Getz, and with me,
1: as always, is John Trainer. What's up, John? Hey, Dan. I'm so excited about this. I know I say it every time, but I'm so excited about this one. I've been like looking forward to doing like a newer song. We've done so many old ones.
0: I, I think this would be our most recent song, right? I think so. Because w- when did this come out? 98, 99, 97, somewhere in there. I should know that ahead of time, but yeah, right around there. Because. Enema, Enema of the state was 99, so that this is probably oh, yeah.
1: 97? This is what's important though, is to get the date exactly right.
0: But whatever, it's just for the logging in the future because we need to top it. We need to get something in the last 20 years, but we're, we're, we're doing damage. <laughs> I'm only going to do the live version where they just started with Take Your Pants Off because that's what I heard before every version that we listened to. I just That person was saying Take Your Pants Off in my head, and I'm like, how well would that person have pulled it off? But whatever, that's neither here nor there. We're not doing this by ourselves today. We have returning guest, co-host of the Feel Feelings podcast that I also am the co-host of, George Bruderman. Welcome back. Yo, I was at a four four year old's birthday
2: party earlier, so I am a little hammered and I'm excited to talk about this. I feel like this is the good state of mind to be in for a damn it discussion.
0: Yeah, you got a little youth re-injected into you (laughs) with children running around. Oh, don't say that. Please don't say that. (laughs) Drank enough to uh, take that the wrong way. Uh, (laughs) But we also have have a, a new guest to the show. Julie Romedy, welcome!
3: Hey, it's Rometty, but it's okay. Everybody gets it wrong. Ooh, so embarrassing, um, Dan. Well, no, more embarrassing
0: is this is the first time I'm introducing myself, and we've been talking for 15 minutes. <laughs> that, okay, okay, I agree
2: that I am late. I apologize.
1: <laughs> I'm bad at this. Anyway. Look at, look at this. Look at this rapport, Julie. It's impressive, right? It's
3: so impressive. I'm impressed. I also want to say um, real quick that I have been around no kids today, so I'm completely sober. Hey!
0: Yeah, I haven't been to... kids, but I was around <laughs> my grandmother, so like I went in the opposite direction. So yeah. my my damn it perspective is way off. <laughs> we have different grandmas. My mom
2: likes to. My grandma likes to drink scotch and have a great time anytime someone's around. <laughs> 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 it's
0: great to be yeah. here. We'll we'll start, Julie. What what was what was damn it to you prior to uh, taking a long deep dive into way too many versions?
3: Man, so I mean, growing up you know 90s early aughts blink 182 is like the blueprint of pop punk and like teen angst obviously for most people um and for me damn it was just like the blink 182 song like if you didn't know that and it came on at like a party and by party i mean like hanging out with your two friends in their basement it was like you it was like who are you you don't know this like crazy you don't know dude ranch like that's the blink album so um, you know, when John talked to me about doing this episode, I was like, Oh heck yeah, like I'm in. I love blank forever, no matter how weird they b- they become as individuals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. and I will say
1: go to oh. Julie's my go to uh share some pop punk stuff that i love and i think is cool and my friends would laugh at me if i sent it to them and so like it's not I just a phase yeah it's totally not just a phase yeah <laughs> i bond over this with julie so uh, she's like the first person i thought of when we were going to do this damn it episode so george
0: same yes. question
2: <laughs> okay um i i have such vivid memories of hanging out with my, I say older cousin. He's two years older than me. We're on like the same playing field. But uh, he like uh, took me aside and was like, you have to listen to the song and played me um, Dude Ranch and played me Take Off Your Pants and Jacket and his version of Take Off Your Pants and Jacket had
0: Mother's Day on it. Um, I always forget which ones which of it. I had not that one, though. I know I didn't have that one. I just think that's
2: cool that they had like three different versions of the album that was released to the public. Um, But he was like, look, it's not how funny this song is. And that like because of that, that what led me into my journey into pop punk music and playing in pop punk bands. And uh, I was more of a Green Day kid always growing up. Um, But I feel like there's such a dichotomy between Blink Kids and Green Day Kids. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, but damn it's it, specifically—it's a
1: pop disaster. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny um, you say that because that was my—that was like my conduit into any sort of harder music. Was like, oh, here's Dookie or Dookie, and then here's uh, Dude Ranch and like Cheshire Cat and the other one, oh, yeah, whatever the other one was. Um, and then like when, by the time "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket" came out, I was like. Like, okay i know what this is all right all right i'm into this <laughs> i remember so my stepdad
2: had that like columbia house sub- subscription oh, oh, yes. Yes. Where I coveted that. <laughs> you got like free cds all the time so he had a copy of dookie and i was like oh this is incredible this is the same genre i love the album art of this that joey was showing me and then somehow over the course of time i pivoted so hard to hang up by goldfinger (laughs) 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 and became such a ska kid we've discussed this previously (laughs) Uh it's uh it's it's
0: my own fault i apologize for my
2: yeah we're
3: rooting for you george we're rooting for you
0: (laughs) yeah i i I should say before we go too much further the the intro outro of this episode will be a ska version that you're making for us (laughs) yes i am we, yes. we don't we don't have it at press time here, but that is if what we're it's, it's, we're going to uh, be going in with here. For
2: those listening at home, the backstory of this is for April Fool's Day, twenty twenty. I decided to make a fake ska band called "Say Who" and the "What Now." Um, not and a fake
1: I, ska band when you make real ska songs. Yeah, exactly. Stuff. I,
2: I like to say that I tried too hard and now I'm in a ska yeah, band. now
1: he's in a ska band. i <laughs> so and great. started a ska band.
2: <laughs> well, no, I was thinking about this the other day, like the vernacular of what I have to say to explain this to people. And it's, yeah. so this is a band that I do, <laughs> and it's not a band that I'm in at yeah, all. Yeah, not in a
0: band.
1: I am the band. <laughs> Well, Julie, is- you I see your reaction to Ska and uh, I just don't want to hoodwink you here because we have just released a, uh, <laughs> at this point, I think we'll have just released an episode on Ska where we it's all I listened to for a week and so now I'm like, I'm way back in. I'm way back in. I'm a star. uh, I'm a little
2: salty that I was not invited to this episode, but I understand (laughs) that Meg is the better person to have on the show (laughs) because I'll take it seriously. And Meg is just like, yeah, it's silly fun time. It's fine.
3: John, when you sent me the "Damn It" playlist, I was like, there's going to be a freaking ska version on here. I'm just going to have to listen to it. And I just got to get through it. And it was like the third one. And I was like, God, damn right, here we go. Nope, it was fine. I got through it. We're going to make a special one for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't want to a
1: special premiere yeah, just for
0: us. We'll, we'll <laughs> have it to in order like end. it's
1: Wendy's. Yeah. <laughs> there's always a pretty good chance that there's a ska cover of... Oh, for what, sure. You, there's a lot of patterns once you do a few episodes of these. There's a lot of patterns of the yeah. sorts of songs you hear.
3: <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: Damn It actually had sort of a unique spread of like types. There wasn't as many. Um, there wasn't as many of like the generic. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The, like there was no soul. There was no soul <laughs> covers <laughs> of oh, "Damn It." That's for sure. I, no way.
2: There was one version on the. Well, I'm, I'm. I assume we'll talk about later that there is a like a soul. Not I won't say a soul version, but like a heartfelt version of this song. That I was kind was of taken aback. That yeah. like wow, no, this 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 takes the subject matter to heart. <laughs> However. They're like it is a bunch of dumb idiots from Southern California having the best time of their lives, and it got them to be the biggest band in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: It's just crazy. Also, I want to say my my intro to this song was one of my favorite movies of all time. Can't hardly wait, and it, everything goes nuts when this song starts, and I'm just like, hell yeah, this song rules. <laughs> let's go. But uh, let's let's jump into the covers. We're we're going to kick it off with the more straightforward in the same genre covers and maybe my favorite of those because they they threw enough variation in it. We're going to start with the Scratches version.
3: Scratch.
1: I love that it's like it's in a different key. I yep. think it has that like uh, that guitar hit that Rise Against always has and, the, you know, mm-hmm. to kick off their songs. And like I when I first heard it, I sort of felt like it was like, <laughs> Okay, it's, this is going to be kind of just a samey sort of pop-punk version. But it's... I don't know, it has like a different rhythm and yeah, I, I think it's really cool.
0: Yeah, I love the uh, kind of it's like Rise Against by Way of the Offspring, I think is what we landed on. Trying yeah. to figure it out.
2: Oh, I landed hard where this was like, this is if Fat Mike wanted to hate cover, damn it. Like, yeah, I think yeah, this is yeah. very <laughs>
0: no
1: effects. Oh, interesting. I think it's more musical yeah. than no effects. <laughs> How dare you! my Sorry. first <laughs> my first
2: warp tour, I got to go see no effects, and they only played songs that started with s because that's the al- the letter of the alphabet that Fat Mike's daughter was learning that week at kindergarten <laughs> like they just awesome. atrociously f- point. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah i'll warp tour r i p yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I've I've lost so much to uh, Warp Tour and Warp Tour compilations and Warp Tour bands because I heard they were on Warp Tour. I might as well know who they are, and, <laughs> and thank God that that whole genre changed. And I was just I got out at some point because it could have gone on forever. <laughs>
2: I don't know, man. I think Bedouin Sound Clash really needs to have a new come up.
1: (laughs) Well, the Scratches, I just want to highlight like they are, at least according to Spotify, they look like a a smaller band out of Columbus. Um, And I did listen to a few of their other stuff and they are really cool. Like I would definitely suggest checking them out some more. Cool. Yeah, I, I dig the vibe for sure.
2: Yeah, I love a minor key pop punk. Like, uh, it's become a running joke in my life, but I have seen Bayside so many times that I didn't intend to see Bayside. Oh, same. Yeah, Bayside but I opens love for everybody. Yeah, yeah. and Bayside <laughs> opens or headlines and I want to see the openers. Like the last <laughs> yeah. time I saw Bayside, Modern Baseball was opening and it wasn't oh. even in Philly. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I went out of my way to go to Long Island to see <laughs> Modern Baseball. Um, but that m- that minor key uh, pop punk uh, aesthetic and vibe and, and sound is so cool and interesting and fun because it's not the sunny Southern California style. It's It's got a little bit more grit to it and just because of that, I love it so
3: much. The griminess is like there, but it's done in a way that it's just, I like it. I like when covers are just like a little bit different at the very least. And I feel like mm-hmm. they did that. They stayed true to the, the song and the sound, but they added their own little grime and that's what we're all about over at the at the punk punk pop punk uh, warehouse yeah it's
1: like so easy to just do do the song and like not have especially when you're another pop punk band like if i think yeah. if i was in a pop punk band they're like you gotta do damn it okay okay i'll just you know just do it so it's like cool i think that this band was able to have such like a a subtly unique take on it when I was
2: younger, I played in a band with fellow Wasted Robot Network uh, host of Get in the Garage, Luke Roberge. Um and Luke... Pulled me aside because I was like, maybe we should cover like a song when we were playing in this band in high school. We were like, maybe we should cover a song that people, everyone knows. And I recommended, I think it was like Danny California or Californication or something. And he like, that was the grabbed- first song
1: my band ever played too. Yeah. yeah.
2: But he like grabbed, <laughs> yeah, me by California. The- he grabbed me by like my shirt. And keep in mind, Luke is like five foot nothing. Grabbed me by my shirt and went, We do not cover red hot chili peppers. They're
3: untouchable.
2: <laughs> and it's the same thing Wait, with Damn It, where it's like, you. <laughs> Can't really get away, like I feel like, damn it, it's such an iconic guitar riff that you can only play with it so much, yeah, before you go like you're doing a bastardized version of it, yeah, and it's the well, same thing with like Danny California like that
0: we're we're gonna stay in the same territory, even though we're we're slowing it down a little bit. The next one we're gonna do the figure it out the the acoustic version of this same genre. <laughs>
1: This is one of your highlights, right, Julie?
3: Yeah, because I won't lie. This came on and I was like, is this all time low? <laughs> <I'm> like, <"No." laughs> It's actually, it's the same, but it's figure it out. Um, I liked it. You know, this is just like the perfect, to me, like the perfect pop punk wine. Mm-hmm. It's what, you know, uh, my boyfriend Blaine always says like, what he doesn't like about pop punk. They're very whiny. I'm like, I love it. Give me that wine.
2: Uh, Julie, when I was playing in that same band that Luke was in, we were on tour and we were playing exclusively Hot Topics. It was kind of an hysterical (laughs) tour. That was amazing.
3: Amazing. Uh,
2: And All Time Low was doing um, the album after Coffee Shop. Like, no, the Dear Maria, Count Me In album.
3: So, okay.
2: Um, and so they were promoting it, nothing personal. That was the name of the All Time Oh, low. sure. Yeah. So they were doing like a Hot Topic thing and they were on the day after us. So they had, <laughs> they had like posters in front of the Hot Topic that we were playing in and we were doing our set and girls kept walking by the door and like trying to scope out who was playing in the Hot Topic and on <laughs> mic, I had to be like, we're not all time low
1: you not all-time low. You saw their faces drop as yeah.
2: No, no, no. one, of them, one the of them laughed
1: and gave me a little like heart
2: hand thing. Oh my to, god. To be like, we were trying to figure out if you were all-time low. Was that your all-time low? That was one of you know, <laughs> that same tour. We used to do a cover of I Kissed a Girl and I Liked It by Katy Perry. And a guy halfway through that cover who was the manager of that Hot Topic, walked up and patted me on my like ham hock and went, hey, we don't do covers here. And we just had to stop playing up to a crowd of no one. There was one girl we pulled from the food court and just we're told, no, we're not allowed to do covers for this. For that one, reason, for that, for that one reason, person. George.
1: Yes. Hot Topic not allowed on this show ever. No again. Hot Topics yeah.
2: allowed on the show.
1: I will not stand for that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Alright, we're moving on to um, John and I had a lot of fun trying to describe these prior to <laughs> while we were putting our, our outline together, and we we landed on this this one is trying to be stadium rock, but it's more like a college stadium. We're like it's it's not the biggest stadium, <laughs> but it's trying to be. It wants to do that. The Lacy version. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this one uh, reminds me of uh, when I used to play shows in Chicago and, you know, we nobody cared. And so <laughs> you would play with uh, like four other random bands. And there was always like one that um, took themselves super seriously. They like had too much gear. Sometimes even had like their own lights uh, <laughs> and like a backing track even sometimes. Awesome. Uh, Hell Yeah. Yeah. This is that band. <laughs> uh, it, I think it's interesting because it's like, it sounds like it's a different take on it. Kind of like uh, that first one, The Scratches, where mm-hmm. it's like they stay true to the song, but they like put their own spin on it. It's just the spin they put on it is not to my taste. <laughs> um, but they like... They really do take the song and turn it into something you could see like I kept saying Kings of Leon playing like at the all state arena, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. In <laughs> <just> there. Impressive, <laughs> I think. Yeah.
2: I was a little worried because I didn't know if this band was like a way for Jesse Lacey to keep playing music <laughs> without anyone realizing. <laughs> uh and I had to like research, I found out they're from England, so it's okay to listen to this band. <laughs> but uh, actually, right behind me, cause we're rearranging the house is our record jail. And we have all <laughs> our brand new Ryan Adams, Ted Nugent, and uh, who else is in here? I can't tell. But we just like any records that we've had and then someone fucks up. Uh, we put them in record jail and now it's in the thing and I was a little worried that this was like they have kind of a similar Jesse Lacey vibe to the vocal (laughs) I think so it caught me uh, enough off guard where I was like am I allowed to listen to this is this
0: okay it it has those like two steps removed kind of feelings to me We're like it's the people who heard them and were like what if they were a pop band Mm -hmm. interesting
1: I I didn't hear that I heard Listen a tinge it of it.
0: It was enough of a tinge to like research.
2: <laughs> I was like, "Is this okay?"
0: <laughs> but the the next one we're going to is a another very kind of on the nose version. We're we're kind of veering more into that territory. The
1: Anger version, which is I assume how you say it, A N J E R. And this was another one that i i kind of overlooked but when i was talking to julie before we started recording this is one that she pointed out to me
3: yeah i mean it was crazy i i just really liked this one and then this cover and then i went to go to the andrew we'll just call it that their like Spotify page, and I was like, "Who is this mystery person that like looks like they stream on Twitch all day, but also like does really good covers?" <laughs> and they were Juicy like...
2: Lacy, right?
3: It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Pretty> shocking. <laughs> yeah, but this this was one of my favorites. I really liked it.
0: Yeah, I, I missed this one on the first time around, and I definitely would have put it up there very high for myself.
3: It's the only one that he doesn't, like, swear. He says, did you hear he kissed her? Which I was like, it's something that everyone... Uh, there's another everyone one else. we'll get to. Yeah. Oh, we have only, a problem with that one. <laughs> we are only
0: playing it because I hate it for doing what it did. Okay. We're, we're, we're a, couple, a couple away from that one, but I will for sure yeah. mention that when we get to it. This version I, I is... Oh God.
2: This version is like the iconic version. Like it's one of those things where you earn the respect of your peers by playing it perfectly. Yeah. Um, it is, it's got the iconic riff. You're not messing with it too much. It's just right. It's, it's what you want to hear out of damn it. Like if you want to play yeah. a cool version of miss you or down or something, I can understand that. But sometimes the, the really like heart wrenching versions of damn it, don't quite hit as they I want them to because it's not what I'm used to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's... It like keeps the fun, right? Yeah. Like the thing that yeah. sticks out to me in this one is that it has it like it it adds that like that heavy metal sort of like tick, 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 you know, right. that it, like it adds something to it that the original doesn't have, I think, but keeps a lot of the original um yeah, I don't know, the things that make it unique. Um yeah.
2: At the end of the day, Blink-182 is a fun band of idiots and your cover should sound like that.
1: I don't know. See, I love it when they take it too seriously. I don't know. I do
2: love when they take it too seriously. But like when you do hear a version that's true to form, it's it's nice. It's nice yeah. to think that like you didn't uh, really like hone in on it, you know? You I think and this
0: is the sweet spot for Blink-182, which is weird because it came before all of their biggest hits, all of their much bigger hits. But like all of their sincere hits that I kind of roll my eyes at and all of their just kind of the most pop punky hits like this is both of them. Like this is both of those things put together. And I mean, they they don't really do that with any of their other ones. They're either
1: one or the other. That's what I like about it. It's like before Blink-182 went full, like performative silly. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, th- this is the same song as what's my age again except for what's my what's my age again is a joke <laughs> like
1: i thought what's my age again came out after that
0: Well, oh, no it, yeah it's it's the next album i'm saying like okay, okay. thematic thematically oh yeah, it's, yeah yeah it's the same point they're making the same point of like right, right. Li- life is moving <laughs> on and an i asshole. don't want to go with it like <laughs> yeah but, like this is like No, it's sincere. They're they're young people actually experiencing those emotions for the first time. And then What's My Age Again is like, uh, we're just going to write. Uh, damn it again! I guess,
2: mm-hmm. but now at
3: twenty three, so yeah. so it's a little different.
2: I don't know. They're still like they're pushing, if not in their forties, pushing forty, and no, uh, well, they have to be over forty. No, oh, they're in their forties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they forty. Yeah, now, yeah. But they're but they're wearing like Hurley t shirts to this day. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, they that's that's a brand. They make money every time they wear it. <laughs> that's true.
1: Also, also that was cool when they were kids that's like what i'm going to be i'm going to be i'm going to look like i'm from the early 2000s probably forever now oh, yeah. and they're going to be like <laughs> yep, John, that's what dad, John trainer dad look i demand
2: yeah. that you stand up and show us your cargo shorts right now
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> while you're doing that we'll play the next one which i think this was the big standout for me of the straightforward ones the Avaline Wallflower, kind yes. in that Midwest emo area, Yes, this is for sure like... Yeah, weird yep.
1: tunings, the whole deal.
3: This is my Battle of the Bands version. Like you go to Battle of the Bands <laughs> yeah. and they play it the, and you're just like, yes! I love I just
1: that. I wish win. the I Battle of the Bands sounded like this.
3: Right? I know. Maybe I just saw... Yeah,
1: We just grew up in Chicago at the right time, I think. See stuff like this. Yeah. Yeah. So Julie, you're from Chicago and the Chicago area? Yeah, Northwest so like
3: suburbs. Fireside
2: Bowl, so Fireside Bowl is like a part of your life? Or... I actually don't know what that
3: is.
1: Oh, so there's like that a big- That a little- I always like thought Fireside Bowl was like,
2: first, I'm based in New Jersey and we have a venue called Starland Ballroom, which is like, there are Fireside uh, fireside Bowl bands and there are the same bands as Starland Ballroom bands. Okay. And so it's a lot of the, um, i trying to think of examples. A lot of the like Mayday oh, Parades, a lot there. of the Newfound Glory, a lot yeah. of the starting lines, yeah. and a lot of those bands would play. Fireside, Got it. Bowl.
1: Fireside Bowl shut down in like 2000 or 2001. No kidding. Like that. I thought that okay, shut I down like so.
2: 2012 for some reason. No, oh, that's no. Crazy. They were long gone. Yeah. When I moved here. Wow, wow. 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 OK, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I've never been to Chicago. I'm so sorry for, for trying to make <laughs> assumptions about
0: Chicago.
3: <laughs> you should come. It's the best city in the world.
0: I would like. I love yeah. to. I, I actually agree with that. Yeah. It's alright. Tell me if you think about me. I won't try
2: Peaks is a show in which comedians have lively discussions about the most memorable peak periods of the actors, musicians, and athletes that dominated pop culture. John Koppel and a guest break down what each celebrity accomplished why that person's work resonated with so many of us, Will cause the peak to end, and so much more. All of season one is out now for your binging pleasure, and season two features breakdowns of icons like Mike Tyson, John Candy, and Leonardo DiCaprio. You can subscribe to Peaks wherever you listen to your podcast, and as always, it's brought to you by our friends at the Wasted Robot Network.
0: That's what we're doing. We're 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 still in that pop punk territory, but we're gonna disappoint Julie just a little bit before we really get out of here. We're gonna do the stacked like pancakes, we're going ska before we move on to the weirder stuff.
1: Like barely ska though. Like just some horns in the intro. It, it's yeah. like uh gateway the, the, ska.
3: It's ska enough, okay. Yeah,
1: it's it's like <laughs> if, less to than, yeah, if less than
0: Jake's career was a song, it'd be this. I just want to let you all know
2: that in my heart, I'm screaming, Pick it up!
1: They don't just keep it. The they totally lose it after the first yeah. after the intro. Yeah, it just goes back to normal, yeah.
2: It's it's the biggest complaint in big quotation marks that I have about the Dracula cover that say who and the what now did, where they're like, You only did ska for yeah, the first chunk of that song. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, that's the point.
1: No one likes the genre. <laughs> As a posers, I think that's a fake band anyway. <laughs>
2: Weird to go to shows and be like, I'm going a fake ska band. Uh, anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, that one's okay, but it like, after the horns, it's just, it's it, like such a straightforward. Yeah, yeah it, it cover. falls
0: too much back to earth. And that's why I only want to, when, when this comes out, it's only going to be the intro. <laughs> the rest yeah, is cut. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's fair. Um, I know that Dan hard cut my suggestion for Ska Network, Network, uh, their version of Damn It. Um,
0: I, I'm not a fan. I understand it's,
2: completely. Their voice is a little much for me, but I do appreciate what they do for the
0: genre. Being that I am a big ska fan, but well, they, um, they definitely keep bringing people to it, which is kind of yeah. cool.
1: Yeah, I'm a fan of them, and I'm a fan of the some of the songs. But just the damn it one wasn't one of my favorites. It wasn't. Yeah, no,
2: I, I agree. someday completely. they'll come up. I, I do feel for them, though, because they did a version of Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. And then mm-hmm. the uh, Interrupters did almost a exact replica of that version.
0: And
1: they are there's getting... another one, too. who really? The one that did uh, the Disney songs that we talked about in the Sky Show, Dan. Um... Oh, uh, Suburban Legends. Yeah, they did, I one saw too. them they live. all. Saw exactly I the still same. have
2: a Suburban Legends t shirt. I don't give a fuck. I, I love that. <laughs> yeah.
1: they,
0: they, get, they get grandfathered in just by being probably grandfathers now, yeah.
1: Yeah, bad guy, something about bad. Well, yeah, we're, if we're not careful, this is going to turn into the part two of the stop. So. all yeah. right, um, I,
2: I'll, I'll stop, stop talking, John. Day... John, I will stop talking. I'm
1: like, I'm <laughs> logging <Yeah>.
3: off. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: one day I want to do a Redbone episode. And oh yeah! Tune Network will definitely. Be oh, that'll on there be on there because yeah. their version of that is like awesome.
0: I think that's one of the ones you sent me to sell me on it.
1: Yeah.
2: What do we All got right. next? I'm excited. I want to see where my like my top picks lie.
1: Gets weirder from here. Is you know, I love is where it. it gets extra fun. <laughs> we,
0: we we kept the more sincere stuff for the end, so we're gonna just kind of. Play around in the middle here. We're gonna start with the mix Ritter version. That I I'm never gonna make my mind up on this one because parts of it are awesome, but it just does a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Oh, fuck, I, I like a it. Mo-
2: I love a Mojo Nixon version of Damn right? It. This
0: is fantastic.
2: It's <laughs> oh, so yeah.
3: chaotic. It's good.
0: I, I
2: think so I just need. Chaotic,
3: the, yeah. I need but the, like,
0: the levels to be like yeah. closer to even.
1: It needs to think, be yeah. mixed
0: better, but
1: yeah. Yeah, th- this comes off an album covers in quarantine. And so that kind of makes sense. Maybe this is like, a, you know, these are bedroom versions. Yeah. When the I'll tell you what, I'll save judgment for when the remaster comes out in 20 years. <laughs> <okay>? Yeah. <laughs>
2: I want D- this. This is clearly the next Daniel Johnston. We're going to get like remasters <laughs> yeah,
0: right. of this record. We're going to have nine nine different documentaries
1: about him. <laughs> like this part specifically with like the running bass line, I think is really fun. That's what I mean. Like it's kind of inconsistent. Like some parts I'm like, sounds really immature. Am- so. And then other parts, I'm like, it feels kind of not revelatory, but like, I don't know, it like, like it, there's like real standouts in the song. I think a lot of potential. Love it.
0: Alright.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: no. Of, of course, Ska has composition, because it's a, just nerds. It's a nerd genre. It has to have composition. <laughs> like, we, didn't, we didn't just, I don't know, fuck around guitar sounds, whatever. And it's like, no, we wrote the notes on paper, and then we sight read it, and that's how we got our Ska.
1: And they had their band teacher double check it to
3: make sure it was all right, and then (laughs) Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah,
0: my 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 friends are off being cool, and uh, I'm sad. <laughs> All right, next one. We're going to uh, get sparse here for the next couple. We are uh, we are s- stretching the themes of, of damn it for the next few. But we're going to start with the impulse version to just get this out of the way. <laughs> I.
1: I think it's cool.
0: It's Music, cool,
2: but I- Musically,
0: I love it. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
3: it, agreed. It
2: was, it, it almost made my list purely for how different it was because I love whatever the um, Placebo Covers record is. Like I listen yeah, to that yeah. every once in a while and it's great, but- Yeah,
0: this, this is like Disintegration Era Cure if Robert Ugh. Smith never learned to sing.
2: Happy birthday, Robert Smith. By the way, at the time of this recording, his birthday was like yesterday.
0: <laughs> Thanks,
1: <Awesome>.
2: Instagram.
1: <laughs> I the, 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 his voice doesn't bother me. I think it's cool. Like it's it's not like it's not uh, g- good. I don't know. Not, not it's not classically good. It's not it's like not um, good. Well, um, but see, I, I, like, I'm trying to think of how to say it. Like Robert Smith is like good. Like you hear him and you're like, yeah. wow, that's a singer. This isn't like, yeah. but I think it's cool. It's like it's it's kind of understated and it's like <laughs> quivery. Okay, like, that's the part. <laughs>
3: it's cre it's creepy. It's so Just good. say it's creepy.
1: It's creepy. Perfect. Yes, perfect. But like, I like creepy. Creepy. It's weird and creepy, and it like I think it's cool.
2: This version of the song is. He was never dating this girl. <laughs> oh, Just imagine yeah. no, dating this, this girl. This is a, uh, a, the movie version. Your beautiful yeah. version
0: where everyone's like, oh, that's sweet. And he's like, no, I never met that woman. <laughs> yeah, it's there's yeah. some movie
2: with um, who's the girl that played Amelie? Oh, Audrey
0: Tattoo.
2: Yeah, Audrey Tattoo. There's a there's a film where she's stuck in a, like the whole film is from her perspective. Uh, of how oh me and this man sure he's with his wife and his kids but he's gonna leave them for me and it's gonna be great and then you find out at the end of the film that all the only interaction that they've ever had was that he gave her a flower on the street as he was walking home to like give a bouquet of flowers to his wife And that's what I feel like this song takes place in that universe is that like no part was this an actual relationship. You know what I mean?
1: (laughs) Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I've been keeping a, a, a playlist of uh, creep creep pop. That's just like, this is it's supposed to be cool. And I think it's supposed to be like loving or lovely, but it's not, it's like, there's some weird context missing here or like the way you sing it makes it sound like you've never met this person and you're ready like uh awesome. the the actual story behind um, that all-time low song
2: if you can oh yeah if, if, if you can wear a trench coat to that
0: song that's the playlist that's yeah. what we're talking about exactly <laughs> yeah this this version smokes a lot of cloves. <laughs> i love cloves, man i don't care what anybody says Cloves taste great so and they're the cool. Next ones no, were, no, no, no. I have to, have to back up my clothes. Oh, we're, we're, we're staying in genre. You'll have plenty of time <laughs> to talk about clothes. Okay. Cool. The the next one definitely does this way better. It's the Dylan Wise version. So the thing about
2: cloves and why I love them so
0: much
2: <laughs> <laughs> is that they're black cigarettes. And they have... Barbed wire in them, or something that makes your cuts up your lungs, and that's what makes them better for you.
1: I love clothes, clothes <laughs> well, just have a connotation of it's the thing that adults give to children to get them. <laughs> to exactly. them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just it's hard to shake that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I uh, I remember walking back, there's a comedy venue, it's a bar, but there's a comedy show there called uh, at a bar called Ortliebs in Philadelphia.
0: That's where I and, was yesterday. Uh,
2: oh, fantastic. Um, and there's a what's it's like a convenience store almost a very fa- fancy convenience store, and they sold cloves. And I walked home from leaves early into my Philadelphia comedy career, and because I had bought cloves that night, and it was like, "Oh, I found them! <laughs> it's been so long." This song has cloves vibes for sure.
1: Uh, I don't know about this one. The last one for sure.
2: The last one for sure. But this one has. um what was the so like bright eyes put out i'm wide awake it's morning and then did digital ash and a digital earn mm-hmm. the ep and it was more of like this vibe mm-hmm. The digital and i feel like you can still smoke cloves
1: yeah. to digital ash. interesting and digital earn. that's actually a really good comparison i didn't think about mm-hmm. that when yeah. I did this. yeah this no. one's like more well produced it's like more professional sounding
0: yeah for sure and it's all in the voice for me. If the other guy sang over top of this one, even though I love the music way more in this one, if the other guy sang over top of this one, it wouldn't be a good song anymore.
2: <laughs> he fucked her.
1: He fucked yeah. Her.
0: <laughs> oh no! Oh, he did it! Oh no! <laughs>
1: this is another person that may be worth checking out. I didn't. I didn't actually dig too deep into Dylan Wise, um, but it's a cool. Like this. This is a cool. This cover would make me want to look more into what Dylan Wise is all about. Yeah. He has a couple albums.
0: Now, the next one, I think this was your favorite of these, right, John? Yes. <laughs> the, the You and the Boom version, all one word, if people are trying to look it up, because I I do like this one a lot, and I, I listened to a couple more of their songs that were available.
2: Oh, I love this fucking version of this song. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they're all kind of trying to do the same thing, but this one's like a little more, the last one's pretty upbeat. But this one, like, I think gets the, I don't know, if you try to go like too produced and you're doing it yourself, it's like hard to actually nail it, I think. Yeah.
2: This one didn't make my list, but I did really like it. Like all the ones on my top five or whatever it was, uh, it was top six, I, I submitted a top six. And like, this one just didn't make the cut. Like, it was yeah. so close between two of them.
1: Totally, yeah. It's like, it, it hits that, like, dream pop sort of bedroom
2: yeah, DIY it, it somehow, sort
1: of. I, I love it. I think it's cool. And
0: I think it's what makes this genre interesting is when you see people who've managed to make it, like, a sparse genre still feel kind of lush with, like, the little pieces that they fill it in with. And he's definitely, like, accomplishing that.
3: Lush is such a good word for the song, I think.
1: Yeah, like, feels good. It's like, it's not often that this sort of, like, this sort of song usually has more of a creepy vibe, or at yeah. least creepy parts. But everything about this just sounds, like, inviting and nice. I would only fall asleep to this version.
2: I would equate this to, like, a thorny flower where, like, you look at it, it's pretty, not it's rose, nice. No. It's not a rose, though, but it's got flower thorns. It's a blue flower, red thorns. I just recently watched Shrek. I'm so sorry. Uh, is that, is that the like, flower from
0: that Audrey Tattoo movie?
2: It is. Uh, but it's, uh, it, it's it's got this, like, thorniness to it, but it's still this beautiful representation of what the song was, and, and, and a cool, interesting version of it.
0: Yeah, it, it still accomplishes the goal of the song to be because like, I mean, the song has both perspectives and it's meant to be like this just sucks for everybody right now. And like this song knows that where the other ones are like, I'm an angry boy.
1: It's like, no, everything sucks sometimes for everybody. This is another one, You and the Boom, that's like they do a cover of Semi-Charmed Life and Age of Consent. They have like a whole album of covers.
0: Oh, we're, um, we're definitely going to do an Age of Consent episode. Just saying yes. <laughs> that oh, might dude, be like yeah. season just five, like but like you just call it the pop punk
2: now. episode,
0: damn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we do a new order just so I can talk about orgy for longer than I want to. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, I this is another one that I think is could be worth uh checking out. Folks, like yeah, we,
0: we we found the the great success of the genre, and now before we we jump out of it, let's tank it completely with the mostly fine mostly good but kicks itself in the face at one very specific point the david russell
1: version
0: <laughs> so not not all that much different
2: i love a scottish sad person i love <laughs> yeah. i love when the scottish are sad Like I'm a huge, (laughs) I'm a huge Frightened Rabbit fan. I'm a huge, that we were promised jetpacks fan. Wait, but this part, holy shit.
3: No he doesn't. No he doesn't. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I'm so happy everybody's on the same page. <laughs>
3: I don't even think I finished the song after I heard that. I was like, I'm just going to go on to the next song. I, <laughs> I
0: literally skipped it. I was like, I have too many to go yeah. to give this song any more time after that. It's, yep. it's there. There are two different worlds, and the worlds that
2: we need to exist in the, the the binary that we need to exist in are if you can pull off. Did you hear he fucked her, or if you can do a compelling version without the swear? And it's, there's so few people in that
1: second world. <laughs> this, I, I this honestly, feels... there's so few in the first one too. Like I just have to yeah. look past that in almost all <laughs> yeah. of these versions. It's like, it's uncomfortable and weird. They like either hit it too hard or try to kind of move past it. And like yeah. the Blink-182 version is uncomfortable. So there's no getting around that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But at least it's like, they didn't think it was uncomfortable at the time, yeah. obviously. But now everyone's like, yeah, we know this is weird, but like we can't really uh there oh, is, do something, right? There
2: is a not so subtle wink at the camera of did you hear he fucked her? Oh wink. Like yeah. it is such an intense end. It, it there's no subtlety whatsoever, even in the original, but it is tough to do it. It's, yeah and
1: but this one like changes the like changes the meaning in a way that's like it clearly wasn't intended he just like didn't want to say it and then, like i don't know you yeah. know it's a line that
0: doesn't really belong in the song it doesn't match either verse it's just an outburst of like i i don't know what to do with these emotions is like it's a rumor that you're being cheated on basically you don't know if it's real you don't know whatever but you broke up all this stuff and i i for some reason with Blink-182 it just maybe it's because everybody needs to be giving them more credit for how talented they actually are but like they're able to do it in an outburst way and especially when they become a more jokey silly band where they really hit it that like it works for them like, they, it's the misogyny
1: was just OK in the
0: 90s.
2: 2000s. You don't even Misogyny is
0: OK if there is a half pipe. This is the hill I'll
2: tell you. Was OK off. if
1: there was a half
0: pipe. <laughs> see, I, I never even took it as as misogyny. It's just like you heard a rumor about an ex an, an or whatever, and you don't know how to process it yeah. like that. That's how I've always hmm. taken it. Like, you're not upset but with her because the, the next verse, is her perspective and she's going to go through it, too. Like it's it's all there. So, like, yeah, this song just throws it all at you. I think almost you hmm. give it
2: a little bit more if you change the lyric to did you hear she fucked him? Because at least it's her decision. It wasn't yeah the other dude that forced himself upon. like it's It's more or less like I made the decision because I'm done with you, Mark Hoppus. Like we've moved on. Let's let's find something else in our lives. But because of that vernacular of the the dudes, like, can you believe? Can you believe this happened?
0: I've always taken it as like this was a really good friend. Like you you can't believe that this person thought it would be okay to enter your ex's life like that kind of thing okay they're like it doesn't it doesn't sound like they're mad at the girl like yeah it's, it's like the, the she can go do what she wants it's like they're mad at the guy for breaking that trust
3: it's like the real betrayal yeah,
1: yeah. you friend. thought about this a lot more than me i appreciate that perspective because i was not thinking about it that way i've been listening to this song too much <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're gonna talk about Mother's Day later, and I feel like we're gonna really hammer down on the idiosyncrasies within Mother's Day and aliens exist. I think it's important that we discuss these. These emotions. Oh, yeah. I mean, tropes. their
0: misogyny shows up for sure, but it's also it's it's the post American Pie era of Blink One Eighty Two where they're like, everybody needs us to be this. Yeah, and for sure, they're yeah. they're who can do whatever they want in their lives now. Like it. It it paid off because teen movies broke at the same time Blink-182 was making teen music. Like
2: yep. can can
0: we make a t-shirt that says free Matt Skiba? I feel like he needs to be freed.
2: <laughs> Wait,
3: I feel like I've seen that t-shirt. I'm pretty sure like two years ago at Riot Fest someone was wearing that. That
0: would <laughs> be fantastic. For sure at Riot Fest would have it. <laughs> yeah. We need to
3: help him. <laughs> yeah. He's like playing up there, he's like help. Yeah,
0: I'm gonna go I'm gonna go see them soon. So he's Playing Alkaline trio songs again. In Thank some God. form, maybe they're just one-offs. Maybe they release them every now and then. <laughs> Can we please just get the alien man back in the Blink-182 band? <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> <laughs> Agreed, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're we're going to go now from... from... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, see ya. We're going to go Julia! from... <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go from the sparse... To the even more sparse, we're taking the words out of it for the next couple. There was a couple instrumentals that I loved. Mm-hmm. And that is not the norm. Like I, I normally skip over the instrumentals, but some of these really nailed it. We're starting with the Tiger Hollow Point.
1: I loved this one. I thought this one was really cool. I'm going to skip ahead just a little bit.
2: It was cool, but I wasn't like I'm not gonna sit there and
1: listen to this one. You should, because it's it, like it, it builds throughout the song and like as a whole like if you play I get it, because if you play like a five second clip, it's like it almost is like one of those um like the kids lullaby versions. Yeah. But it like it really kind of like which, evolves throughout the which song. Which
2: was on my playlist. The We're gonna twinkle, talk about
0: twinkle twinkle Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That is easily the best version of or best twinkle
1: twinkle version
0: of anything I've ever heard. like It is by far, It, it takes
1: it. One of my favorite parts about doing this episode has been getting to look, like kind of discovering these bands that have, you know, 20 listeners on Spotify that are like really doing something interesting. Um, and usually we have to pick like, are we going to talk about the Bruce Springsteen version or the Ella <laughs> Fitzgerald version? And it's yeah. like kind of refreshing getting to like really dig to find some of the, um, yeah. yeah, some of these like less known bands that are just doing like an interesting cover. A lot of these are not, um, this may be the only cover. Mm, that's not true. They, this band did My Name Is Jonas also. Um, uh-huh. And this is an album from 2007. So who knows where this guy is now?
2: <laughs> it
1: looks like he. Oh, never mind.
2: <laughs> we just, uh, on, the, on the way back from Casey's uh, spin class this morning, there was a sticker on a stop sign of like a local band where it had three separate stickers that said like, Van Atta High, myspace.com backslash <laughs> Van <Vanatta laughs> High. Nice. And I was like, yeah, where the hell is that band now? Like the last, we, we Spotifyed them and the last release they had was 2010. There is a 12 year period where we just don't have tabs on Van Atta High. If you are listening and you're in Van Atta High, Please let us know how you're doing, what you're up to, how's that used car dealership gig you're doing. Just let us know. <laughs> yeah, so. they yeah. I mean,
1: that's what that's what they're they may be saying that George about uh, about your your band you went on tour with on the, your Hot Topic tour. Right? Yeah. And then they'll listen to this and be like, Oh my god, I found him. I've been looking for that band forever. <laughs> they're gonna, gonna be like, Do you, you
3: remember Honestly. they're gonna be like, Do you remember that band that like opened for all time low at that hot topic? <laughs> I, I liked them. Wonder where they are now. Remember
1: we That's gave it. them the, the heart hands and yeah.
0: smiled
2: at it? I will I will give credit where credit is due. There was a Philadelphia we played Philadelphia long before I lived in Philadelphia. And there was a band called the Anchor Boys. And the Anchor Boys were great. Uh And to this day, every once in a while, they'll post a thing right before the pandemic, they were like, hey, we're going to do a reunion show. And I would like I would absolutely see the Anchor Boys reunion show and the pandemic hit. And every once in a while, a thing will pop up. But shout out to the Anchor Boys of the band that like from 10, 12 years ago, that deserves all the credit. They were the only persons that knew my Hot Rod Circuit covers that I would play oh, at that tour. Awesome. Yeah, they were like, oh my God, play this one's for Randy, like a deep beak side of a Hot Rod Circuit song.
0: <laughs> so I looked up Tiger Hollow Point, did a quick search, and they have on their band camp a full album of covers, eight tracks. Two of them are Angel is the centerfold, it seems. Nice. And the damn it version, I did not catch before, is 4 minutes and 20 seconds long, which feels very intentional. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. But we're, mm-hmm. we're sticking instrumental. We're moving into the Lucas King version.
3: Ooh, I like this one.
0: Yeah, I think this is my favorite of the instrumentals, even though the last one, I, I loved it. It just does so much. This one stays in its lane and does it very well. This is like, uh, how can I say this nicely? This is
2: for the couple that wants to walk down the aisle yeah. to this
1: yeah. song. Yeah. Damn yeah. it! Yeah. It's, a it's the Disney only version. Yeah. Go ahead, Jess.
3: I was gonna say it's the only time I've ever thought like, "Wow, this Blink One Eighty Two song is beautiful." <laughs> like it's like, <laughs> like you know, pretty. So yeah, absolutely. This is yeah, this is the couple, the wedding version.
0: And it's, I read, it's yeah. so much, it is the song. And it's like, do you mean this was hiding in there the whole time? Yeah. And honestly, like the, the lyrics of Damn It
2: do have heart to them. Oh, yeah. It's just, yeah. it's very rarely given that, you know? It's very rarely given that treatment. I will say there's a couple songs that I put on the top of my list. I don't know if they're featured at all. Uh, but that I think really kind of honed in on what I think Damn It is.
0: Yeah, they're saved for the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's okay. there's a couple of those we for sure we <laughs> put in here. Um,
1: there's, there's this version of most, like if you look hard enough on Spotify, which trust me, this is what I do. Uh, There is this version of just about every song. uh, Every song we've covered has something like this. Um, And I'm I'm like, I don't really choose to listen to them. It's not really my thing, but I am glad that they exist. Sometimes there's also a strings version of this too, where it's like exactly what you said. It's like somebody needs to walk down the aisle for some reason. Damn it is the most important song in their life. And they're like, we need something that grandma can listen to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, at the reception. Yep. really. Can I
2: ask you a question about Blink-182 that I've recently tried to like wrestle with? Um, how do sure. you feel about the self-titled record?
3: <sighs> well, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. It's like it's fine. Okay. I honestly, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I, I like will live and die. that Enema of the state is their best album, I like agree. forever and ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, yeah. I, so I, don't, I don't know. I think I it's fine. Have, I honestly, I think it's a little forgettable, if I'm going to be honest.
1: I have, it's like I have their a, scene take, right? It's like their take on mm-hmm. what was popular at that moment.
3: That, like, I, it I out the think if it was what
2: there was popular at that moment. I think that they saw how much success came from Boxcar Racer and went, yeah, let's do that. Let's absolutely yeah. it, do that. But I have a brother-in-law, or soon-to-be brother-in-law, that lives and dies by the self-titled album. And I gave it really? a listen... I gave it a listen a couple months ago and I just went, this is fine. Yeah. Some songs are great. Some but songs I also are also like that style, great. you
3: know.
2: Yeah. But I, if I want to listen to that, I'll listen to Boxcar Racer. I don't yeah. want I don't want to listen to like the Stockholm Syndrome interlude of like the British woman talking about coming like her, her, her lover coming home from war. And it's yeah. just like, you you wrote damn it four or five years ago. It's such a weird thing, and I feel like I'm I'm ostracized for it. So I'm glad to hear that you're like it's fine. It's it's almost forgettable.
3: Well, to, and to make it your like your you making you're making an album that is liquid. It's like you're saying this is blink eighty two, right? I feel like self like, band title albums, whatever, are just like that is supposed to be like what you think could potentially yeah. be your. In my opinion, yeah, that's it's like really. It's-,
1: ladder, like- it's like a rebranding. <laughs> Yeah. Like, sure awesome. right yeah. right 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 that's true which this was like, it, wasn't this after they broke up and then they like got back together and then it was kind of a turning point of like now yeah. they're kind of like reinventing themselves over and over trying over.
3: to figure out where they are now yeah well and i mean it's hard i feel like they had a lot of success before it so it was like was that just them playing it safe like they knew a couple of songs were going to be good and they were just like you know whatever let's just put it out i don't know
0: i remember hearing I forget what game it was. It was one of those EA sports games where it just every genre is represented on the soundtrack. And they premiered feeling this in the game. And I thought it was the stupidest song I had ever heard. <laughs> was it the
2: Captain America 1960s version, like like audio intro
0: with that? Oh, I, I I don't think so. Get ready for Action. Oh it, yeah,
3: it might have. <laughs> I, remember that. I, I don't remember
0: <laughs> if it had it in the game or not, but like because it's. I, I think that song though is kind of how I feel about the album. Where like, every song has incredibly great moments, mm-hmm. but then they have parts that just ruin them. We ha-
2: we talked <laughs> about it briefly earlier. Where like, there is a song that features Robert Smith, and I think that's incredible. Yeah, but- yeah but also listening to miss you. I don't give a shit.
0: Yeah. It's,
1: <laughs> I, it's I like, I like songs on that album. And I think, I think feeling this is a cool song. Like I, I would listen to it now and I would like jam to, it. I'm kind of a, it's easy for me to look past things that are not good. When there are things that I like enough to kind of, I, I should say that, that song good, has grown like, on
0: me a ton.
1: <laughs> I mean, even when I first heard, it, I was like, Yeah, like, Blue 22, baby, they're back. (laughs) But I'm not cool. So, like, also, I I can't. uh, That doesn't mean that it's something that's actually cool. (laughs) I don't mean
2: to sound like the hipster fuck that I am. And I apologize for swearing, (laughs) but uh, just give me Boxcar Racer. Just give me a Boxcar Racer
0: reunion. That album is so good. I tried listening to that today and I was like, you know, I'd rather listen to I Miss You. And that was never the case. It was weird. I I Miss You, the Live Like Jack and Sally line ruins it, but that song is pretty great.
2: (laughs) Dan, I love you. I I can't wait to do the next 10 years of our show together. You're wrong.
0: (laughs) I I probably am. I'm I'm sure, given another five years, my opinion will shift all the way back the other way again. But for now. But mine won't, Dan. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you're locked. (laughs) we are We are entering some some new territory here, and it's a, a genre almost we're almost there, but it's it's leading us into it. It's a genre that seemed to have really taken to this song, but we're going to start it off with the Sean Connolly version.:
1: yeah, and this is this is for I think George is the only one who really highlighted this one. oh and my I, god I,
2: I, I know hated why <laughs> this, I hated this song, and I think you know why. Until the last thirty seconds of the song. Yeah, that's exactly.
1: I don't even think I got to the the end. I heard the end because you had listed it. I was like, this. So let's just get right to the end. So like, this is the middle. Yeah. And it's like okay.
0: It's
2: like kind
1: Fine.
0: of a sort of. I, I don't. I don't hate demo this part, recording. But it's, right? not, it's not bringing me in. You know, like it's, whatever. It's yeah. Another.
2: It's another one of those songs from other people from quarantine albums.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: I also this is, am like, a this is like sitting on
1: the corner, crust yeah. punk sort of. Version, I'm a sucker right? for synths. Like <laughs> I
2: have one set up in front of the podcast studio. Uh, it's folk I punk think,
1: with a synth, right? Yeah. Which I was like, yeah, okay, George, yeah. now I get it. Yeah. And then the very
2: end of this song, as a huge Green Day fan. I fucking yeah. love this <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's
1: a fun way to end it
2: it's such a great way to end it like you're gonna play a really good blink 182 song and then end that with a better green day song <laughs>
3: <laughs> they knew exactly what they were doing okay
0: exactly. i want to make the pop disaster joke again <laughs> you can it's your show Dan. it's your show. Yeah, yeah. i did it once Sean is <laughs> a pop disaster, or whatever. We get it. All I need to save is today swaying around opening it, and we got a perfect pop disaster. There was an MTV2 documentary
2: about the Pop Disaster Tour,
0: and there is a part of That is of a that. very dated sentence. It really is. Uh, I don't know what you guys are talking about. There is a series day who went on tour, and it was called Pop Disaster. Yeah. So there was,
2: uh, in that documentary, there was a scene where Blink, or it was Green Day, Green Day walked off stage from their set, and Mark Hoppus was there. And uh, Billy Joe Armstrong is like leaning down, kind of exhausted. He's got his hands on his knees, and he's sort of just like breathing heavily. And Mark Hoppus walks over and goes, Hey, Billy, great set. And he looks up at him and goes, Really? <laughs> like, just like, and honestly, like they showed clips of it. It seemed like they had a great time. There was no issues with the show at all. But it it completely informed my idea of what a show is in someone's head versus what is perceived by the audience. Because the clips that they showed on the MTV documentary looked like Green Day put on the show of their lives during like oh, it was the a great Warning show. era. I, yeah,
0: I loved that show. It was awesome. Okay.
2: And then there's this cut to scene where Mark Hoppus walks over and is like, hey, awesome job, like great set, doing that classic band like, hey, man, good set thing and Billy Joe is just like heavily breathing like, really like, <laughs> thought the show was terrible. And to this day, well, when I do stand you- up, it's the same thing, like the couple times that I've performed with uh, Dan after like after we've done this show, which is like two or three times I've walked over and be like, was that good? Did I do it Artists okay? are
1: not known for their self-confidence.
2: Right? Absolutely not. And it was yeah. nice to
0: see that from, from Billy Joe Armstrong. There is part of it, hearing that story, that feels like we missed a key part of an inside joke. Yeah. Because really doesn't seem like the right response, whether you agree <laughs> or not with the person complimenting you. It doesn't feel like the right response. It feels like that was a joke they had the whole time, and he's like, now? Really? You're going to do it now? Yeah. <laughs> True, very true. But we're we're gonna move through here with the, uh, m- maybe the most interesting genre that, that brought, brought this to life was the uh, Planes Collide version.
1: Mm. Yes, I'm glad to talk about this because I've just recently sort of, I know it's not been around for a while, but the emo rap sort of world, the juice world, and um, some of these like SoundCloud rappers, you know, I- I'm like just becoming more familiar with. And I think it's like, I wasn't into it when I first heard about it, but it's like growing on me. I like it. It's, it's, it's a little too like, hard on your sleeve. But it's like, if I was 17, this is what I would be listening to, right? I wouldn't be listening to like, Take Mech Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> this would be like, this is for the kids. I love it. I think that's cool. As someone
2: with a 19, 20-year-old uh, uh, brother-in-law. Absolutely, this is all he listens to.
0: (laughs) It's such a weird thing because it—I hate it in theory, but in in the execution, I almost universally like it. Like the genre, I mean, the song I like a lot, but like
1: the genre—it's like a bastardized version. Yeah, it's like they really tore apart and like deconstructed what sort of emo was in this last way emo was, and turned it into their own thing, which we are like destined to feel uncomfortable about because it's not our thing anymore. <laughs> yeah, it, it feels like if you were
0: at this show and they did like a Fall Out Boy cover, that it would be like they were playing the biggest song in the history of ever, and oh my God, yeah. I can't believe you're doing it. And I'm just old enough that that feels silly to me. But if I was like not even 10 years younger, but just just enough younger that Fall Out Boy was like the biggest band in the world when I was interested, then like this would be it. This is it (laughs)
1: like yeah well this is why let let me take one minute to say why machine machine gun kelly bothers me so much because like they are taking like these groups deuce world and all that i wish i could name another one i actually don't know the names of a lot of them um but anytime i hear one of these they like they are doing something like interesting and unique and like to me uncomfortable because it's not for me um but like it's like resonating so deeply like with with the youths right um and Machine Gun Kelly is like capitalizing on the most like vulture way possible. And it just like, it bothers me every time. I've been, I joined TikTok after I was on Rank Bank and Dave, your other host, Dave, um, Dave Premiano. Yes. Maybe? Okay, yeah, Dave Premiano. Dan's got um, too many
2: shows, John. You can, you can tell. So many
1: shows, hard to keep Accurate. Um, <laughs> And he's on TikTok, and so I I, I joined to, to check him out. And all it shows me is um, things hashtag elder emo. Just over, yeah. and, over <laughs> and over and over. So it's like, did you uh, know that, like, uh, yeah, Take <laughs> Mac Sunday was a band? Like, probably a amount of videos. them. Like, oh yeah, my god I, I do know that this is like contemporary for
3: me
2: videos i get we real like oh do you like piebald <laughs> and i just throw my phone across the room and like all right i'm done it's-
3: i feel like this the the plains Clyde version though is so tiktok like i could just see oh, so yeah. many cut like that's yeah i mean that's why i liked it because i also was like do i like this because it's good or do i like it because it's like What's trendy? And my brain is like, this is this is it.
1: I think it's cool.
2: Uh at this at this uh four-year-old's birthday party, their cousin, who is 15, was sitting next to me and my fiance. And my fiance, who's 29, leaned over and went, Oh my God, how old are you? And they went, fifteen. I was like, Oh, you grow up so fast. And I leaned over and was like, Stop trying to be cool with the 15-year-old. (laughs) <laughs> you don't know, you don't know what you get. All right, like they know TikTok better than you do. All right, you don't get to be friends with them. <laughs> yeah, bet.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, now we are hitting the the genre that could not get enough of this. the The last one was probably the the closest, but this genre just I don't know. Just, too many of them, I think, to really differentiate. But some of them do really stand out. We're gonna start with—I don't know—have we done picking on stuff so far? I don't think we have. I don't think so. There's tons of it. Picking on is a series where they just take an artist and cover all of it in a bluegrass style. But yeah, we're starting with the picking on version.
1: Yeah, picking on is is very down it's, the middle. It's yeah. not never never really stands out. It's just so It's The bluegrass version of Scott <laughs> Yeah,
2: <laughs> essentially.
1: Yeah, but for, yeah, yeah.
2: Every once in a while, Spotify recommends the um, picking on version of uh, the Ocean Breeze Salty by Modest Mouse to oh, me. Oh yeah, they
0: have a whole Modest Mouse album. Yeah, yeah.
2: and honestly, I love it. Like oh just just that one though. Everything else is really middle of the road, but I, there's something about the Ocean
0: Breeze Salty that
1: some songs fit. Yeah. Those, just there's really a weird thing long. about
0: Modest Mouse where we might have to do a Modest Mouse episode because it feels like Modest Mouse belongs everywhere. The
1: Sun uh, yeah. Moon, Modest Mouse cover album is like the one of my favorite cover albums of all time yeah a buddy of mine
2: who uh gets a lot of tattoos in uh asbury park new jersey uh the singer of modest mouse came into that studio and talked about how much he loved one of their earlier albums that the artist was telling the singer and he went oh man you really like this and then just put on his solo album
0: Uh, (laughs) is it ugly casanova or like (laughs) yeah i I think it's ugly Ugly (laughs) casanova (laughs) is great
2: but it was also just like a weird thing for a singer to do to be like, oh, man, if you really liked that album, check out this and then just I play his own music.
0: <laughs> I can't decide if Kind of like how Brock... I did
2: for the beginning and the end of this episode yes. where I just, we, I, I allowed you to play <laughs> my own music.
0: Yeah. I, I can't decide if Isaac Brock is very funny or the most out of touch person in the history of music. <laughs> He's the Nick Cage of indie rock. Yeah, he he honestly could go either way. He had a couple a couple uh, Portlandia sketches, so like now I'm like maybe he's just been funny this whole time. But like, <laughs> where are we? <laughs> That's
1: it the actually thing with- took Sun Kill Moon to like get me to pay attention to Modest Mouse, oh, yeah, oh, they they have those older. Uh, um, I forget what the names of the songs are, but like, so, uh, yeah. tiny. Ocean. Oh, geez. Never mind. Cut it. <laughs> there, there's too many too many
0: words in all of their all of their albums.
2: I uh, yeah, I will say that the same thing with Isaac Brock is how I feel about Danzig. Like I have a misfits tattoo, but the fact that Danzig was in a Portlandia sketch, I don't know if he's in on the joke or not.
0: Yeah, I can't tell. <laughs> so we're we're sticking here. We're gonna we're gonna kind of stay here for the the rest of our time in this episode, but and I it think gets we, better and better. So I think get we get ready. better and better. I think Wait, we,
3: also I have to cut in and say, I have about 10 minutes and then I have to go.
0: Okay, perfect. We
2: will. No, it's okay. apologize for me talking too much and also being late.
3: No, it's fine.
2: Really, I, I owe you 10 minutes. I don't know.
3: Back away from the microphone and everything will be fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she has 10 minutes and you're going to use all of them apologizing. All right. The next one we're going to do, we're we're staying, staying very country for the last couple. We're going Travis Hayes with the next one. Um, I, I can't decide if this is my favorite or my third favorite of the next ones we're doing. And I, I feel like if we did this tomorrow, I would rank these all different again. But you really can't go wrong with any of the. The next three that we're doing here.
1: I love this one. It's like understated, more yeah. understated than the other ones. I think it's like a huge standout. This is this is one of like my top three. I was gonna
3: say this. Go oh, I was gonna say this is like one of my top five. I think it's just like the perfect cover to show like how sad this song can really be. Yeah. Um. Like I just was just listening. and I was like, oh, okay. Like this is sad. Yeah. Like you really hear the lyrics in this one.
0: Agreed. But yeah, he's, he's the one of all of these that I think is, I'm going to go and, and find more because
1: I just like being here. <laughs> yeah, he's, his voice is so lovely. It's not really um, country, really. It's just sort of folky, right? Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's folky in the the music, but his voice I feel like could go anywhere. <laughs> like, yeah.
2: Also, one of the few versions that I believe the "fucked her" part of it, where yeah. like you hear the sadness behind that, or you hear the yeah. angst behind that.
0: Yeah, he hopes it's not true.
1: Yeah, I could listen to this one all day.
3: Yeah. I actually really like his voice. Like I could I could really listen to a lot of music that he sings.
0: It's it's fun how he's able to like sound very basic, but then knows the right times to show off.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Now the next one, I I feel like I need to tell George to uh easy on the stories here for the next one if you want to hear (laughs) this
1: reminds me of a story (laughs) well this is why we this is why we started this is why i started looking into the song to do an episode on this because when george was here last time george said uh you got to check out dirt emo by Rustin kelly casey musgraves is x uh and i was like all those sentences all the words in that sentence sound great definitely checking that out um this ended up not being one of my favorites off of those Dirt Emo albums, um, but definitely worth
3: checking out. It's Rustin Kelly. Oh my god, I love this version. This might have been my favorite, actually, out of all of them, because it just reminded me of like a teen montage in like One Tree Hill, where like yeah. s- like uh, Chad Micah Murray is like sadly walking down the street with his basketball, and he like sees Peyton across the lawn. I don't know if you guys watched that show, but I was like, this would be perfect. For like a very sad like Lucas Peyton moment.
0: Is it bad it's, that I'm married a so woman? That he's who's like, Michael Murray and she's Peyton.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it bad that like I'm married exactly. into a family though? That's
0: like, yeah,
2: we're gonna watch all the Sopranos, and then after Sopranos, we're gonna watch One Tree Hill.
3: <laughs> Life is all about balance, okay, George. Yeah. That's yeah. all I, I can say about that. Like, it's
2: such a staunch <laughs> divide. Yeah. Um, this is one of my favorite albums, and I agree with you, John. That like. The best song on this album is the live version of Teenage B- Dirtbag. It uh, really that's like- That's the
0: one you played me to uh, introduce it to me. And yeah, yeah
2: I, I agree with you on that. It's fantastic. This is a great album. And it, it honestly bridges the gap between goofy fun time and seriousness of like what the song is about. Like the end of the song was like, it really is, man. Uh, that chunk <laughs> I, I of the song. I can't
0: decide if that- I do it's not like that at the I end. Can, I, <laughs> I love it. Or if it ruined the song for me, I yeah, think it I ruined it the weird. song for me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He
1: also cuts out the music in there during that, that infamous line, and it doesn't work well for me. There's like a few reasons this is not one of my favorites, but I, it, it's a testament to how uh, it it showed what could be interesting about Damn It, and after some deep dives, right, there are, there's quite a bit that's interesting about it
0: it's it's fun i wanted to play a game with this because it's what i was playing in the car while i was listening to all of these because like damn it the word isn't in the song at all it's just like the song is basically just about when like all you can think to say is damn it (laughs) like like i I was playing the game of like how would i say damn it to this one and like this is the one that feels like the most how i would react to this scenario just like damn it (laughs) like yeah like it It sucks that it's happening, but like, well, this is life. (laughs) Agreed. Now, the next one uh, puts us firmly in the position that I I don't remember if it was on mic or off when we were talking about the the weird God mask that people (laughs) put in this genre. But the Jesse Daniel Smith, I, I went to find more about him and his page just says, God bless you. So... I I think we have veered into that territory, but I love the version, and I'm trying not to hold it against it.
1: (laughs) This will get me to like Christian rock because I this is my absolute favorite version of this song. The whole thing, the production, instrumentation, his um, delivery—it's off of the album. Jesse Daniel Smith is playing other people's music too. Very creative, Um, but the other songs on here. (laughs) Nice. I, I, I would recommend checking them out because like he does a great version of Dancing in the Dark. Yes. Um, yes. And is it better like, than
2: Lucy Dacus? You need to tell me right no. now if it's better no, than it is the not. version that, of Lucy Dacus. That is
1: the one. Yeah. Okay. Fine. But Is it better cool. than Downtown? But someday we're going to do a Dancing in the Dark episode. So I've already have it ready. <laughs> uh, this, yeah, I, mean, I, I love this. This hits every. Roger yeah. Stone for me. Musical <laughs>
0: Roger Stone. Cool, cool, cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, he also has yeah. a
0: version of These Days that I, I thought was really good, but I'm also just a sucker for that song. <laughs> Great song. Truly, I just really
2: want to appreciate how committed you are to getting these cats out of
3: camera. <laughs> it's- It is, honestly, it's like why I always have my camera off when I do Zoom calls, because the cats are just like, they ignore me all day. And then when I'm on video, they're like, oh, here's my butthole in the, in the, yeah. I'm like, no. I'm like talking with my boss and she's like, is that? And I'm like, yep, that's just my cat's butthole. Let me just... I I'd be
0: at? more excited to be talking about Cat Butthole during this <laughs> version of yeah, this song. this heart-wrenching <laughs> version of this song. It, it keeps I'm, the Blink-182 alive in this song. Yeah. I'm, to get
3: rid of it. yeah, I'm so sorry, Jesse Daniel Smith, but it's, it's all about Cat Butthole. So
0: <laughs> we, we have one more song that we want to play, and we, we tend to ignore these very intentionally, because every song we've done, every band we've done has one of them. But this is the first time, we already mentioned it, the Twinkle Twinkle Little Rockstar. This is the only one of these that I've ever been like, oh, this actually has a perspective. (laughs) Like, there's a weird melancholy to this version that, like, I don't know that I would play it for a kid. Like, it's like, I don't want a sad little baby. (laughs)
1: Like... Um, I I had to listen to a lot of versions of these songs.
3: (laughs) I was going to say, I worked at our preschool, 2018 to 2019, and we would always play songs during nap time. And as you can imagine, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star gets old after like two days. So we would look up, uh, me and my co-teacher, Aaron, would look up just like really interesting or like, what's the most ridiculous, like inappropriate song we could play during nap time? Because it's actually just music. And um, the Rockabye Baby, when I heard the Rockabye Baby one, I was like, yeah, I've heard this one before, and then this one I was like, "Yep, I've heard this. This <laughs> is definitely <laughs> off some albums we would play." So yeah, I don't know. Same. I kind of like it.
2: I'm sure it exists, yeah. but I can't. I can't. Like the only reason why, like the Aerosmith "Walk This Way," "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star" version of this song exists is because there's folks in a preschool that are like, "Yeah, oh,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. we need
2: to fuck this up a little bit because I can't hear this song again." And parents,
3: yep. <laughs> yeah I, honestly yeah, it's really it's, smart that's like a really good yeah. population to target because i mean you don't have to sing all you have to do is just like recreate the song on a little like child's keyboard and here you go you
1: know? yeah it's brilliant And i've been waiting to talk about these because we've ignored them every single time the there there's the rockabye baby which is sold in like bye bye baby stores that is like the the mainstream uh, version of these. Then Twinkle Twinkle Little Rockstar is like the indie version of it. There's like a little more thought, it sounds like, behind it, but it's not as popular. And then Sparrow Sleeps is the sad emo version and they have like the My Chemical Romance yeah. <laughs> versions.
2: <Yeah. laughs> and I think it's fascinating babies. that they all exist. <laughs> the
0: fact yeah, that they all exist that is, is crazy. That's yeah. our show. We we did it. We, we worked our way all the way through, damn it. And went so many different places and Julie George thank you for for coming along with us this was wonderful thank you yeah thanks for having us we'll we'll be back next week until then we'll play you out with the say who and the what now version of damn it goodbye everybody (laughs) I'm so sorry
3: (laughs) (laughs) you should be This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com podcasts.